real news plus real information for we the people. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. What is your view on the FBI and why they decided to raid uh, the former president's property? I think they're just a mafia, you know, being uh, ordered by Ray. And after this man, our ex-president, for so long, they're trying to find any kind of dirt they can pull up on him. This is insane. I never see this happening in United States. Biden has to go to jail. Hunter is the one FBI has to go and get it. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret society, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Justice Department's investigation into former President Trump's handling of classified documents. CBS News has learned his legal team plans to file a motion soon for the appointment of an independent reviewer to evaluate the documents seized by the FBI. CBS's Natalie Brand is in our Washington bureau with more. Natalie, good evening. Good evening, Adriana. An individual close to the former president tells CBS News that he and his lawyers want federal prosecutors to make sure a neutral person is involved in reviewing the documents, and they want a more detailed list of what was removed. During the FBI search of Mr. Trump's Florida estate nearly two weeks ago, 11 sets of classified documents were seized, including some marked top secret. Trump's legal team wants this independent person known as a special master appointed to examine the documents to determine if they fall under executive or attorney-client privilege. But legal analysts say the Justice Department would likely contest such a motion, saying the documents are evidence. Ultimately, a judge would decide in what could be a lengthy, drawn-out process. Consensual special master is, is a person who is selected by the attorneys, then appointed by the judge that uh, sits as a presiding judge of the particular case, and then the consensual master essentially becomes the judge of the case so that the the judge that was assigned is no longer on the case uh, the consensual special master takes over and then any decisions that the uh, consensual special master makes go directly to the court of appeals that is where we've landed tonight after two business weeks of unprecedented revelations since the fbi agents executed a lawful search warrant at mar-a-lago and came away with 11 sets of documents the former president was not entitled to have including 
four sets of highly classified material. The president's one-time attorney, Rudy Giuliani, has now made the perfect phone call excuse. I don't think about the former president. president. My predecessor, ultra MAGA, my predecessor, better than Trump, the MAGA party of the ultra MAGA agenda. They're ultra MAGA Republican. The ultra MAGA agenda. A MAGA party before Trump, the MAGA yeah. folks. I call Trump it's the ultra MAGA. They're my predecessor. MAGA Republican. My predecessor is the ultra MAGA. My predecessor, ultra MAGA. The ultra MAGA. It's a MAGA agenda, all right. Most MAGA things are. Let me tell you about this ultra MAGA agenda. Ultra MAGA agenda. Again, it's a mega agenda. And they're ultra MAGA. MAGA crowd. MAGA. I don't want to mispronounce it. MAGA. I don't think about the former president. Thank you. You know, there was this all, all this conversation about did the White House know? There is no way on planet Earth that the Department of Justice did not tell the White House Counsel's Office of this raid, of this investigation. Do I believe that Joe Biden didn't know? Probably. There's no need to tell him. They probably couldn't even find him. But when you investigate a president or former president, there has to be communication between the White House Counsel's Office and the Department of Justice. I think you're going to find out down the road that there was. The White House is being too cute by half by saying Joe Biden didn't know, as if that's the ultimate you know, decision-making point. He was off on a uh, taxpayer-funded vacation with Hunter Biden, ironically enough, in South Carolina while this all went down. And so I think we need to get to the bottom of that as well, because was the American public lied to about who was in the know? And the attorney general made it abundantly clear when he came out to the podium and spoke to the American public, you know, I personally authorized the search warrant. Okay, who did you and your team talk to? And let's talk about the players that the attorney general has working on this investigation. The number two, Lisa Monaco, the deputy attorney general, and the PayDag, as we call it, the number three at DOJ, John Carlin. John Carlin used to be my boss at the National Security Division when I first started uh, back in the day at DOJ. He was the assistant attorney general at the time in charge of the National Security Division. Pretty high-level stuff. He was the AAG when Russiagate was launched. He is now the number three at the Department of Justice. Lisa Monaco was a senior DOJ official that John Carlin used to work for back in the Obama administration. She then went to the White House and um, I think was on the National Security Council or some other high-level position. Now she's back at DOJ. These three people at DOJ are in charge of this. And I think that's why you've seen the political overreach of a national security investigation because these same folks have wanted to get Trump no matter what the cost. And if they can't indict him, which they don't believe they will do, they will be able to now say what? Donald Trump, you're, investiga you're under investigation, and they'll be able to save for years on end. How do we know that these three people are specifically out to get Trump? Based on the Russiagate investigations. These people were in leadership positions back at DOJ when they launched Russiagate. They would have had to have authorized it, been in the know about it. Um, and we've now learned that, well, not now, but it's not being reported well enough, I think, by the media who these individuals are and the roles they're playing. They're the three people running the entire Department of Justice, and the FBI is a part of the Department of Justice, not the other way around. Chris Ray reports to them, um, and his agents report to them. So the key thing that I think they wanted to achieve is that even though the Department of Justice's policy has been to not bring any sort of political uh, investigation in and around the election cycle, they've thrown that out the window, they, now the mainstream media, 
who has helped them at every step will be able to say, even though President Trump hasn't announced, if he's going to announce a run for presidency, if and when he does, they'll be able to say, this guy's under investigation for a national security matter. They still get that narrative out there, even if it's baseless, which I believe it to be the case, it will turn off Americans who might have, um, prior to them, voted or supported for a President Trump in 2024. So they are advancing this political narrative based on false information, I believe, just like they did Russiagate. And I think they did it tactically and strategically at this point in time to try to thwart President Trump from announcing his candidacy for president. Now, it doesn't require expropriation or confiscation of private property or business to impose socialism on a people. What does it mean whether you hold the deed to the, or the title to your business or property if the government holds the power of life and death over that business or property? And such machinery already exists. The government can find some charge to bring against any concern it chooses to prosecute. Every businessman has his own tale of harassment. Somewhere a perversion has taken place. Our natural unalienable rights are now considered to be a dispensation of government. And freedom has never been so fragile, so close to slipping from our grasp as it is at this moment. I only have to walk out the front door of our office building here in Los Angeles to see the disastrous effect that the pandemic has had on business around here. The lines for food and so many Americans across this country who are helping. Lawmakers are finally expected to provide much-needed economic relief to the American people. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. While Wall Street is booming, Main Street is suffering. COVID has helped to propel the shelter population to record numbers. And now he asked me what we're going to eat for breakfast and stuff. I said, hey, I don't know what to tell you, whatever you can find. You don't really realize how much the second income actually helps out until, you know, you don't have it. You might have heard that there's a virus going around called COVID-19 that can make people feel sick. COVID relief package, COVID relief package. COVID relief, COVID relief bill. Called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. $134 million to Burma, $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. We set out to help 19 countries. We're helping 107. We spent $146 billion. With that money, we bought a $2 million yacht for Haile Selassie. $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military. We bought dress suits for Greek undertakers. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. We bought 1,000 TV sets for a place where they have no electricity. Send me a suitable bill, or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package. And maybe that administration will be me. Everything I own is being taken away from me. They can't pay their bills. This isn't about Democrat or Republican. This is about American. Turn down, boy. Turn down. 
There are people yelling um, that they would like to come in and speak to us. As for what's going on with this Mar-a-Lago raid and the Justice Department working so hard to keep secret uh, the underlying affidavit, you, know, you hear a lot of people in D.C. say, well, shouldn't we wait and hear what the FBI has to say? The era of that is over also. We went through six years of them spending months, if not years, dripping out leaks and claiming that they had the goods on Trump regarding Russia. At the end of the day, they had nothing other than their own lies about affidavits, their own you know, derogatory leaks, corrupt officials in their department. They don't have any re there's no reason to even wait a moment. All the burden of proof is on them. These agencies have now been weaponized to be used against people that the government doesn't like. And you look at the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and I'm just trying to I'm trying to remember, maybe someone here can remind me about when they did a search warrant at Hillary's house in Chappaqua when she had a rogue server and she was laundering classified information. I don't remember them doing that. I do remember them manufacturing a false conspiracy theory about Russia collusion. I remember that. That was not true. That was an abuse of power. I remember a lawyer for the FBI got caught doctoring an application for FISA surveillance against an innocent man. I remember the FBI at Merrick Garland's direction being sicked on parents going to school board meetings. Meanwhile, when you have a law that protects Supreme Court justices, is the FBI out there protecting our conservative justices? No. When you have violations of law where people are targeting cr pregnancy crisis centers, are they doing their job and enforcing the law there? No. They're enforcing the law based on who they like and who they don't like. That is not a republic. Well, maybe it's a banana republic when that happens. No, people distrust so much the government that we've gotten to the point where, for example, do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? How do we know? Their lawyers weren't allowed to see the boxes go. They weren't categorized. That's going to be a problem. Thousands of documents were taken. Yeah, mm -hmm. how do we know that they're going to be honest with us about what's actually in the boxes? How do mm -hmm. we know that was in the box before it left the residence if the lawyers weren't allowed to see everything? Now, let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement, and this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement, and it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rest than death. 
or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the Pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material complications. When great forces around the moon and the world, we learned their 